developing future. Brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo, a leading source of knowledge in fast emerging Asia and the Pacific for 20 years. Domestic structural change is necessary if the People's Republic of China is to sustain economic growth of as high as 8% a year over the next 10 years. Research published in an Asian Development Bank Institute book, Slowdown in the People's Republic of China, Structural Factors and the Implications for Asia, found the worldwide trade slowdown that followed the global financial crisis in 2008 is mostly to blame for the recent decline in China's growth rate. Peter Morgan, co-chair of the research department at ADBI, says China will need to switch its focus to domestic growth to offset the diminished role of global trade in its economy. The PRC's economy still has plenty of areas for industrial upgrading and reforms that could support growth, including reforms of the capital market, strengthening of the social welfare system, and support for innovation. The key is to promote needed domestic economic and financial reforms to offset the negative drags on growth from overseas. Morgan says pessimists see China's slowdown as the beginning of the end of its high-growth era and that past years of high growth were mostly due to capital investments that have now run their course. Pessimists tend to emphasize structural factors limiting the PRC's growth potential, such as the declining labor force, the end of surplus agricultural labor, and policy distortions, while optimists emphasize the scope for further reforms to boost growth, positive macroeconomic conditions, and continued investment opportunities. The uh, PRC still has many uh, positive supply factors that, under favorable circumstances, could support a relatively high potential growth rate in the medium term. Key to that optimism are two ideas, Morgan says. The first is that much of China's slowdown is due to the global slowdown in trade. Comparing the experience of other Asian countries, the study finds similar or even worse slowdowns took place in China's neighbors at the same time, which is seen as evidence against the premise that China's slowing growth is primarily a homegrown problem. Second, China's potential for continued high growth can be seen by comparing the relative incomes of its people with those in developed countries. Growth will likely slow once incomes converge, but that may take some time yet. In 2008, the PRC's per capita income was just over one-fifth of that of the U.S. This is approximately equal to the gap between the U.S. and Japan in 1951, and Japan grew at an annual average rate of 9.2% over the following 20 years. Following a similar gap in incomes with the U.S. in 1977, the Republic of Korea grew at 7.6% per year for two decades, while Singapore in 1967 and Taipei, China in 1975 had similar gaps and growth experiences. Following these examples, in the 20 years after 2008, the PRC could have a potential growth rate of as much as 8%, although this pace is likely to slow in the second half of that period. China still has a latecomer advantage, whereby it can import, imitate, or license new technologies from more developed countries to upgrade its industries. Its consumers are big savers, and those savings can be tapped to improve urban infrastructure. Reforms to make it easier for people to move to cities would also help growth. Considering the advantages of the PRC's large domestic market, highly entrepreneurial culture, innovative public, and well-developed competition, these kinds of investments should offer a lot of opportunities with high rates of return. 
Morgan says China is taking steps to improve its environment, and that could pay off both in the quality of life and in the industrial advantage China could gain by being a leader in the field. The third major area to support investment growth is to improve the environment. It's clear that the process of rapid economic development in the PRC has led to serious environmental problems. Environmental laws must be enforced. Also, the introduction of new energy-saving and less polluting production equipment is an area of investment with high social returns. That was Peter Morgan, co-chair of the research department at the Asian Development Bank Institute. He edited "Slowdown in the People's Republic of China: Structural Factors and the Implications for Asia" with Justin Yifu Lin, director of the Center for New Structural Economics, Peking University, China, and Guang Hua Huan. Director of the Institute of World Economy, Fudan University, China. This is part four of a five-part podcast series on the book. This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo. See the show notes for the transcript and related material. For more information about us, please visit adbi.org. 